0: We're here at the K&M Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Michael J. O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, as we talk day one NFL draft. Hello, Michael.
1: Hello, Ken Brown. Are you having a draft hangover?
0: Yeah, a little draft hangover. I, uh, you know, uh, well, we'll get into it, but you wait and wait, and 350 mock drafts later. When the day finally comes, it seems like it just speeds by, you know, after all the time it took to get to that day. And one pick or two picks might throw your whole thing off. So interesting night for the Detroit Lions, don't you say, Michael?
1: It really was. And, you know, we all know who they drafted now, Panace Hull, the offensive tackle from Oregon. But as it got to, you know, you knew there were a couple of roadblocks in front of them if they were going to, if Penny Sewell was going to get to them, and they cleared those roadblocks and got him. And I don't know about you, but I wasn't holding my breath. But I was kind of okay. Who are they going to take? Who are they going to take? Okay, the Lions got him.
0: I should be happy and glad they got him because I've as you've listened to the podcast before, I said it. If he's there, you run the card up, which they did. But when yes. it got to the point, I kind of wanted to trade back and get more picks. Maybe more picks will come tonight you know, and tomorrow as they trade around. But I just felt that the value of that pick was worth more than maybe it actually was because, like you said, you didn't see a lot of trading in the top ten um, as it was talked about. And, you know, you got the player you want, no doubt. I think, I think he's the second best player. Matter of fact, I might rank him – I'm not a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I think it's a flaw in this one. I would have ranked him – Probably the best player in the draft, if I'm ranking, but that's just me. He was
1: one or two in my book, though. So they got the say, best player. Well, no, say, I would put him three behind Trevor Lawrence, uh, Kyle Pitts, and then and then Penny Sewell. I'd make him third.
0: I I couldn't argue that, but I just think he's a little better than Pitts because of for what for the position value. I mean, you get a left tackle or a tackle that's going that's 20 years old is going to play 12 years. I mean, you got it locked down, man. I mean, you you know when you go into drafts, knowing your left side is covered or your right side is covered, depending on what you want to do, you have no worries about it. It's easy if you got your quarterback and your tackles. It's easy to build the rest
1: of the team. Well, and you're looking at a kid who you know who's from Pago Pago, Samoa, American Samoa. They pronounce it a little differently than that. I'm going to stick with Samoa until further notice. Mm-hmm. But you know he his family moves to moves to Utah because they recognized that he had some athletic ability to play football. His father was a football coach in Pago Pago. And he's 17 years old. He starting at, he's starting at Oregon. He's 18 years old. He wins the Outland trophy. I mean, you talk about a prodigy. That's I don't care what position he played to win, to win his positions. You know, number one highest trophy you could win. That's a remarkable thing. Yeah.
0: And I was, I was talking to Lomas Brown earlier. And um, if you if the podcast is out. You'll hear him this afternoon. He'll be on the Mitch album show at five forty-seven. But anyway, I was talking to Lomas earlier, and we were talking about line play, and we were saying that. Well, he was saying, "I'm listening." If he would have played this year, you wouldn't have had a chance to get him because he just said your natural progression of playing. He was the best two years ago. If he'd have played this year, and they had film on him, Mike, I think he'd have been he'd have been in the Atlanta spot. I think he I think he would have went fourth.
1: At least. Uh, he could have. Yeah, he could have. He, he, he absolutely could have. Just you look at the size of him, but how nimble he is. And,
0: I mean, I've seen plays know, where he blocks two guys in a play. You know, that, yeah, that's rare at college to see a tackle I mean, hit one guy and then get off another guy and spring a guy with a second
1: block. You know, they have got every statistic and every measurement for everything. I don't know if they have a measurement for how wide a football player is, but he just looks wide. You know, like if the average person is like, let's just say it's thirty inches or whatever, he looks like he's you know 10 percent wider than the average person. Yeah. You know, I just think that's a that that's something to make it hard to get around him. You know, here at playing at right tackle, and it really, it really fills out the offensive line for the Detroit Lions. It really does. Well,
0: that's a job well done. Three first rounders at least in the offensive line this year, and um, that's a good way to go. Now let's get to the, the last night's draft. I guess the kingpin pick was uh, Trey Lance to San Francisco. I think that set the stage for everything going in. I I I think I yelled last week on the podcast about San Francisco knew who they were going to take, and it was it was if it whoever it was the day they traded was the day it was going to be. Reading about it today um, from their own mouths, I guess I was wrong because they changed their minds. I think they initially went up for Mac Jones but then they start going back over Trey Lance and he talked to him and they did some stuff with him and he, he won, he won them over.
1: Yeah. I said, I don't know. And I knew, and I argued this uh, to the ends of the earth already, but I do think this, regardless, they knew that they were getting the, the third quarterback, whoever it was. So they weren't, no, nobody could get ahead of them in that regard. And everybody knew who the first two are going to be Trevor Lawrence and, 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 uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. And this kid, he just he he sold he sold himself to them in the way he acted, the way he carried himself, and the way in his pro days what he did. I mean, he actually he won that job.
0: He won. You job? don't very
1: often see anybody win a job in the off season, and I don't mean off season practices, but just in the off season period before you even get to get to the practices.
0: Right. It's not, amazing. That is a can risk.
1: He, just one thing. In all the years I've covered the National Football League draft, and this goes back to nineteen seventy seven, I've never seen a player rise as quickly as he as he did, as Trey Lance did. Ever. Yeah. I don't think any player has ever just rocketed up like that.
0: Well, you're gonna you might not see it again because of the um the lockdown last year and, you know, you didn't have a lot of sample size. You would never see a guy, I think, again, if there's regular life going on that played one game without, you know, being out for the season injury-wise and only threw like 300 and something, whatever his pass number was for his career. I think they said he has the the least passes in the last 40 years or something. So that was real rare this year. And, you know, this was a, a strange year, so we just let that go on that. But I just think that, um, that's a risk they took, though. That's a big risk, man. Both I of them are big risks. That's a big risk, you know, but to you trade know, up you know, and do Shanahan.
1: Game. Yeah, but yeah, Kyle Shanahan is a tr- tremendous offensive play caller and, and and quarterback coach and all that. And I think he'll find a way to make it work because that that team, everything we see, barring injuries and all that, they I really stacked to, to make a real strong run to go back to the Super Bowl for right. the second time in, what, three, four years. Right.
0: Now the other key linchpin for the Lions pick, that was the drafts ke- linchpin pick. The Lions pick to me was um, Chase going to the Bengals. The Bengals never fail yep. me. They oh. never fail me. Anytime some stupidity needs to go by, they never fail me. That's nothing against Chase. <laughs> but anytime we need a stupid move, <laughs> look to Cincinnati to do it. Because I'm telling you right now, if I got J- Burroughs, who just came off of ACL, who was sacked a bunch of times last year. He was on the pace for 51. And I got the best tackle in the draft standing there. I'm taking that tackle. And I think eight out of ten evaluators would take the tackle. But not Cincinnati. We're going to take the shiny object. We're going to take Chase, who's a good player, maybe a great player. But I, I, it's that's Cincinnati, Mike.
1: You know, Kenny, but just in, in defense of Cincinnati, and, and, and look, they, they did what they did. You know, three years ago they drafted a center in the first round. Two years ago they drafted a tackle in the first round, and this year they signed Riley Reef, who's been a nine-year starter, you know, for the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings, and he's there to start. So they really have made moves to protect whoever it is that plays quarterback. But none of them, and trust me, none of them are in the same category as Panay Sewell.
0: No. So that's that. Lions um, have got a t- have got their line together now. I don't want to go through the whole first round. If there's one pick in the round you want to talk about, we each talk about one and we move on to nah, tonight. I just want to talk about on. the Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields was my second guy. If Sue wasn't there, I would have I took Justin Fields. I don't have a problem with that. I hope that doesn't come back to haunt. I don't think it, I don't think the Lions should take it as coming back to haunt him if, if Fields becomes a, a good to great player. It just wasn't in the cards for him to take him at that time. But I hate well, to see these guys go in the division, man. You got to see them twice a year.
1: and that just, I don't like that. Well, so Kenny, when you when you draft third overall like the Lions did last year, twenty nine players are going to go past you in the first round. Twenty nine more players right. this year. The Lions are number seven. There's twenty five players going to be drafted after you. Some are going to be better. Some are going to be worse. Some are going to be just as good. That's just part of it. That's the, that's just the way it is. I don't I don't think that's a factor at all.
0: Do you think he was on the board? Now, this is what um, Brad Holmes said last night in the. Um press conference afterward he said we had three players we were looking at one was the, like the same position as Sewell, so i believe that was rodney slater and then he said it was one that was another position yep. those three players who do you think that third player
1: was i i you know what i think it was pips you think it was
0: well no this, it had to be a player that was there that's the way well, i, I mean, think
1: I didn't take it that I thought their third guy was Kyle Pitts.
0: See, I thought he said three players when they got to their pick.
1: Yeah, you could be right. Yeah, you could be right. I just took it a different way. I wonder
0: if it was Justin Fields, the third pick. But anyway, what's done is done. All right, Mike. Um, To me, you're you're better than you were yesterday. Yep. But you still got the same needs as you had. If you would have went to this um, training camp without taking a tackle, a right tackle, you still would be in the same place as you are now. Now you got a great right tackle, so now you need to still supplement the the holes you had coming in the draft, which are like defense, wide receiver, still, and you can do everything else you want. Second round pick, your ninth pick into the round. What do you want to see them go to? As a matter of fact, let's for the first two, for the next two rounds, two and three, three picks. You got three picks coming up at least right now. What do you think they ought to do for those three picks, position wise? I'm not gonna say players because if you get into that, you'll be way out.
1: Well, I'd say I'd say in whatever order: linebacker, wide receiver, and pass rusher. You know. Now, I think one thing I I, I was thinking about this this morning, as we talked about it yesterday, we, we didn't really bring up the name Julian Okora, you know, Romeo's brother, who really showed some promise at Notre Dame before he broke his leg. Might have been a first round pick. Lions got him in the third round last year. Played at the end of the season, showed you know a little bit because he played just only you know, played a little bit. But I think we, I, I, I'm kind of fascinated to see what he has. He might, he might be one of those surprise players from, from one year to the other. But I'd say pass rusher, linebacker, wide receiver.
0: I had close to you. I said I think the second round, if the good linebackers there, take him. Otherwise, if a receiver is good, whatever, the highest ranked of those two positions is. Right. Flip-flop for the third. But then safety to me before pass rusher. I think they need a safety bad. And I'm giving well, got, I'm giving know, got, Tracy Walker a benefit of the doubt from bad coaching that he'll be back, but I'm saying the other safety they still need a a safety. Will Harris? I'm not in the Will Harris fan club, so
1: I sort of noticed that. <laughs> 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 but you know what? Look, it's a good start. You know what? I also think I just think look they they've been rolling pretty good from the beginning. I don't think there's anything that's that that, that since the hiring of Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell as head coach, Brad Holmes as general manager. I don't think they've done anything where you can go, geez, what'd they do that for? Now, maybe maybe Campbell's introductory speech with the kneecap biting was a little over the top, but you know what? He revealed, in all honesty, who he is. And now you know. I don't have a problem. I never had a we problem. We know the play. I didn't either. Never had a problem. I got No problem whatsoever. They were talking
0: about it on the draft last night, on um, NFL Network's version of the draft, and I didn't have a problem with it then. I thought it was, it was okay, you know.
1: And I it, thought it was fine. Yeah. I did nothing wrong. Probably not what I would do, but you know
0: what? Maybe I would. I don't know. It yeah. didn't bother me a bit. Then, right. It, it has nothing to do with what's going on. Um, you think the receiver position, if they didn't draft the receiver until the third or fourth round, would they be okay? Do you think the receiving corps are okay enough to start the season, or is it just we get, they, they got to add somebody?
1: Uh, they've got to add to it. I think like Elijah Moore of Ole Miss might be a guy. Rondale Moore, uh, smaller player from Purdue, but absolutely blazing fast. He's a slot receiver. He ran a sub 4 And And you, you know, I'm sort of suspicious a little bit of the 40 times this year. All of but, them. But he's – yeah, all of them. I am, yeah. All, all of them,
0: them. Yes. Yeah. Did the yeah, little yeah, guy from Florida them. go last night? Oh, yeah, I see he did go. He went number 20. I liked him. Catavius Tony. Oh yeah, I Kedarius liked him. Yeah, Florida, he went he went yeah. at twenty to Florida. That's a receiver I thought might have slipped to the second round.
1: And so did Bateman, the kid from Minnesota, too. I, I liked him a lot too. Yeah, he went high. We talked
0: about that the other day. Yeah, uh, he would get into the first round, but yeah, uh, you know, here's a
1: guy to watch. He's a big he's a bigger player, and, and really he got his chance to play this last year the uh, this last season with, when uh, when uh, Jamar Chase uh, opted out, but Terrace Marshall from LSU, big guy put up gigantic numbers this year. He also, I think, had 10 touchdown catches in, in the national championship year at LSU when he was like the number three receiver. So that's a guy to keep your eyes on. I don't know if he's a speed guy, but he's a bigger a bigger receiver. Mm. And, and you know, I think he could add something. But we'll see. I, I, I really think that, that receiver adds speed, okay. adds more speed. Well,
0: I want to say this for you new draft people out here, people that just listen to the podcast or people that just start following the draft. You're gonna hear names in the second round and third round tonight that you, they're not. We're not even talking about. So don't get upset if you right. if they pick one because they actually do the scouting. We just talk about it, the, you know. So guys come out of nowhere like Javon T- Talani and all these guys, and Talai, I can't think of his name now. Um, these guys come out of nowhere, a lot of picks. I remember last year they have the second mock draft after you get the first round over. And right. I think the first pick was somebody that wasn't even on the draft board. You know, it was guys that nobody <laughs> talked about. So just be patient tonight with these picks because they're not going to go in order like who didn't get predicted in the first round to go. Now they're going to take them right away. Maybe one or two of them, but it's going to be different. So I'm sure All they right. got. I'm sure Brad look, Holmes has his own guys out there that he scouted that he wants for this version of the absolutely. Team. So. Well, listen,
1: before we close it out, I just want to add one guy that uh, I've, I've sort of been high on for a long time. I don't hear much talk about him, but a but, uh, kid from Michigan, Nico Collins. Yes. I think that he's a player to watch. Oh,
0: now you come around. I've been <laughs> going on him all day. Okay, no more podcast with you. This is. I've been spouting this guy, for, <laughs> nah. and you were telling me I was crazy, blah, blah, blah. I said, man, this guy was good if he'd have played this year. He'd have been a first-rounder. no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah.
1: <laughs> Nick, obviously, you didn't hear. Nico didn't Collins is a good player,
0: and I'm gonna tell you another player. On. I'm gonna tell you a seventh round or, eight or a free agent pickup they ought to do too. Another Michigan guy, Tariq Black, the wide receiver. He went to Texas and finished his career out. Didn't have a career he started. Mike, he's got like touchdowns in the first game ever in Michigan as a freshman. I think the first, then he broke both legs. I mean, broke feet, and he moved on. But the kid is solid, man, and he's not gonna get drafted high because he just didn't have the stats over his career. But you know 64 guys like that that can run. I'm telling you man. They Michigan had a lot of receivers over those years. DPJ, those two guys, they had a lot. So, look out for those well, guys. I just just hope, remember I said I it. I just
1: hope I I just hope I'm right about Nico Collins.
0: I think he's going in the 3rd round. Wouldn't surprise me. So, I, if I they want him, you got to get him. Yeah. All right, Mike, we'll talk again uh, Monday after the recap of everything and see how our Lions did and how the season will progress. And uh, I hope Aaron Rodgers doesn't uh, come through with another proclamation of ruin today's draft or tomorrow's draft. That was terrible. You that was a terrible thing Yeah, to do. just to, because he has to be the, the center of attention. So, like I said, if he's out of the division, I'm, I'm happy because I'm tired of looking at him anyway. You know, I don't like him. I don't like Green Bay. So, as far as I'm concerned, they can go.
1: All right, Kenny Brown.
0: All right, Mike. That's Michael here at DetroitLions.com. Check out their coverage of the draft tonight, today, and tomorrow. This is Ken Brown from WGR. Check out the Sports Rap Show, which is back now on Saturday, where they will recap the draft. Saturday is 6.